uh, must deal with Zimbabwean issues. Uh, but we're going to shift gear and uh, go to a different uh, discussion. It's 11.15 now. Thank you very much for your voice notes, by the way. The Southern African Resource Watch has called on the mining industry to implement human rights-based principles and adopt an attitude that seeks to ensure that communities also benefit from uh, projects, whatever mining project uh, is happening at the time. And it says structures at various government levels have failed to protect communities from mining companies. The South African Resource Watch is now working on a project titled the Development Finance for Community Environment and Justice Defenders in Southern Africa to encourage businesses to do business in the extractive sector in the way that uh, protects uh, human rights. Uh, we're joined on uh, this important conversation by Masudane Mojaji, who is a uh, communications officer at the Southern African Resource Watch. Masudane, good morning. Thank you very much for joining us and uh, thank you for your time. First of all, tell me what you do at the Southern African Resource Watch. Um, good morning, KG, and good morning to the listeners, and thank you for inviting us. So Southern Africa Resource Watch is a pan-African organization, and what we do, we work for participatory, transparent, and accountable utilization of the extractive resources in, on the, in the SADC region in a manner that optimizes transformative uh, social and economic benefits. So we also... Um, Sorry, our mandate is also just to monitor the corporate and state conduct in the extraction and beneficiation of natural resources in inside the region and extend to what extent uh, I mean to, sorry to what extent do these uh, activities benefit uh, local communities and yeah. change their conditions for for the better yes. And then you say that the extractive industry, uh, which, uh, of course, we know is a key economic se sector, uh, you know, is, is not able to successfully contribute to breaking poverty and inequalities in countries that they operate in. Um, yes, Kay, you said that is true. I think, uh, mining is very important uh, to, to the economies of, of most African countries. But sadly, for local communities that are hosting these mining companies, there is next to, I mean, there is next to nothing in it for them really when we look at it. And most of them are left with facing, I mean, facing the negative impacts that results from these mining activities. So we are saying while uh, this mining is very important, it has not really successfully contributed to breaking the cycles of poverty and inequality on the continent as a whole. So in fact, what we have seen is that the extractive industries, your gas and your oil and your mining companies, have been associated with a lot of human rights violations and also the exclusion of local communities from participating in the very chain. Yeah. And you say these companies, uh, most of them end up engaging in very arbitrary land grabs and, and forced displacement of uh, the communities where they uh, operate from without any kind of fair compensation. What does the South Africa uh, project where mining is concerned generically look like in relation to what you're saying uh, extracting companies do in Africa in general? 
So uh, normally when a mining company gets a uh, contract, the, 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 the threat is normally to local communities in terms of like uh, displacement, uh, I mean displacement. And also we, we are concerned about the lack of uh, involving communities when uh, the, the, in mining projects and also just uh, the awarding of the licensing in the first place. And there are really a lot of other issues, I mean, human rights issues that are involved where mining is concerned. And, and I mean, it also has to do with the impact on the environment, the pollution, the social and economic disruptions. I mean, in other countries, there's also a lot, I mean, not in other countries, normally on the continent, there's also security incidents as well as uh, indigenous people's rights. Um, so normally, that, those are the, just the issues that 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 we found, especially where human rights are concerned. So as SARWA, Southern African Research, our message is that extractive industries need to adopt an, a human rights-based approach in their operation, and this should also just be centered around involving the communities in um, all. Uh, involving in, 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 in from I mean from the time the mining the mining project is in such, uh, from the inception of the mining project right up until the end. Mm. So uh, yes, and, and and now there's also just a recognition that in fact these projects are only beneficial and and and, and uh, when there's a strong win-win relationship between those who are affected by the project and the, 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 the companies themselves. Yeah. Uh, by the way, do you work in a mine or do you, uh, you know, feel affected and afflicted uh, by the conversation we're having? Please call us on 011-714-2006, uh, 011-714-2006, and talk to Masuta Nemujaji, Communications Officer at the Southern African Resource Watch. You speak of human rights uh, violations uh, in uh, the extraction sector. I want you to kindly please give me uh, examples of uh, human rights violations in the sector. Um, so there's, there's really just a lot. Like when you, first of all, displacing people from their land, that is like one of the basic human rights. That is a violation of human rights. Also just um, your act- how their activities affect their way of life and also the impact on the environment, changing their their, their, their environment also. That is also just a, a, a human right. So those are just some of the human rights that are involved. And also not, uh, there's, there's also no free prior and, uh, sorry, and, and informed consent. So that is also just a violation of those people's right to, 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 to have a voice in their land and how it's used in the, and how the resources from their and having a say in the extraction of the resources from the land that they live on. Yeah. Uh, we have a, a voice note on this issue, Masutana. Let's hear what they have to say, and then you can respond on it. Hello, Mama. The issue of mining in South Africa is a problem. Uh, it's not only a minor problem. It's a biggest problem. Because even the former president, Jacob Zuma, tried to resolve it by saying 51% of youth, of our own black youth, must own the mining, must own the mining rights. But what happened? Uh, Because we are being ran by this uh, media that does not support what the black people are going to benefit, 
because the idea was never was never supported. Uh, I remember Mr. Zwane was still a minister of uh, minerals and energy at the time, if I'm not mistaken. But he tried through Mr. Jacob Zuma to benefit the people of South Africa through the mining sectors. But <laughs> what happened? We, we're still far away from, from being a successful nation in South Africa, especially the black people, because we just listen too much to this media that just block everything that comes to benefit the black man. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for your voice note, but you're not talking about Kulubusa Zuma and a mine that he owned and what ultimately happened there in terms of human rights violations uh, for the people. So you blame the media, but in many ways you're also uh, limited in what it is that you take out in uh, your voice note. Maybe let me hear your comment on that voice note, Masudan. Um, I think the issue of mining and um, and it not benefiting uh, the majority of the people is, is something that most people on the African continent can identify with. Historically, companies have been reluctant to align their operations to the United, uh, um, I mean, sorry, to the United Nations-based principle, human rights-based principles, and development agenda. But and they also preferred just to maximize their profits. But I mean, um, so that sorry, um, so that 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 is a challenge that we are facing. But in terms of like um, development, I agree that mining should be used to to fix that development on the African continent. But we have a problem when it comes to policy in most African uh, countries that our governments are not implementing policies that exist to protect the people and ensure that they optimally benefit from the resources that are on their, on their, on their continent. And at the same time, the government is also not implementing the, 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 the legal uh, um, the, uh, the legal instruments that are meant to also protect people uh, against the human rights violations of mining companies. So uh, there's, and, and, and also this is something that is being noted, recognized by the United Nations. Uh, there's a United Nations guiding principles on, 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 on business and human rights, and it states that the state has an obligation to respect and also uh, the, the, the and protect the human rights and, and uh, fundamental freedoms of the citizens. But we have not seen this. So there's also just the problems of lack of implementation and lack of uh, political will to implement the instruments that will ensure that humans are, um, I mean, we are protected as citizens against the human rights violations by mining company, and also that we are able to benefit fully from the mining uh, that is taking place on the continent. So, so, so that's... What are the what are the obligations um, that that are placed on uh, the mining companies when they are given their licenses to operate? Uh, particularly, their obligations in relations to in relation to the communities that they mine from. There, there is no monitoring from the state to ensure that the mining companies do adhere to the uh, the. 
what the to their mining contracts they're adhering to them the promises that they make when they apply for licenses so there's lack of monitoring and also just holding them accountable from the state so that's uh that so it, it almost as if the state is incomplicit with the mining companies in trying to um to 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 hide i mean sorry to save them from taking accountability. So there's no lack of accountability, and there's also no transparency as well when it comes to, to the mining contracts. Yeah. Like you say, there's no political will. We've got a caller, uh, Muzi in Pumalanga. Hello, Muzi. Hi, good day. How are you? Good, thanks. Um, I'm good, thank you, and greetings to, to your guests. Um, I want to comment on the issue of mining because... Um, we are operating in the same sector as a unionist. Um, the, the, the issue that we have, I think I want to just mention maybe two uh, major issues. The first one being the fact that the South African resources are owned, 80% of the resources we have in this country are owned by the big five mining companies, and none of those are, are South African-based. That actually means that 80% of the proceeds of what we mine in the country actually goes out of the country, and, 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 and that creates a lot of problems. So the, 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 the imbalance that is created by that, it means that um, the South African people don't really get the benefit of having a mine in their vicinity. And that leads me to my second issue, the issue of how they treat people who are community members, who they employ even as workers for them. These, these people have no heart for South Africans because they are actually international, as, as they are called. So they, they've got no issue. Uh, it doesn't really concern them when they see the standard of living of the people in the community they operate in. Even their own employees would live in utter poverty, and the mining owners don't, don't even see it because they are not even in the country to a large extent. But even when they say it, they don't care because they are foreign to the country. How do they get, Musi, how do they get their yes. license? And, and who is supposed to monitor, uh, 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 you know, uh, what they do for the communities that they mine from? How, first of all, how do they get their license? I'm assuming, uh, you know, there's government regulation that allows uh, for um, uh, uh, operators to get their license. And, and who does the monitoring uh, responsibility belong to? Yes, you're right. That belongs to the government. But then that's where we also have a problem because the South African Constitution really does protect these big mining companies because you can't really take away their rights on the basis that they are allowed to continue to operate without being affected by any way, in any way by the Constitution of South Africa. It protects them. Therefore, the government, even though they might want to monitor, they actually have no powers to do so, which the other uh, voice note was mentioning what um, uh, Minister Msebenzis wanted during the President Zuma tenure, tried to change it to say workers who work in these mines need to co-own um, these mines. That would have changed the situation, but that could not be successful because they are protected by the Constitution, and the government at that time could not change it, and whoever would try to change it would be viewed as corrupt. 
and okay. it will continue to be like that. Okay, I'll allow uh, Masudana to to comment on on on, on your thoughts, uh, Muzi. But I have to pause everybody because I have to go to news headlines. We're talking human rights and mining, and we're talking to the South African Resource Watch. It's eleven thirty-one. Luanda Maom is standing by with the news headlines. Stay on top of all meaningful, top-trending stories right here on SAFM. Leading the conversation. Welcome back. It's uh, 11.32 on uh, SAFM. We've been talking uh, mining sector and uh, human rights with the South African uh, Resource Watch uh, with uh, Masudana Mujaji, the communications uh, officer at uh, the Southern African Resource Watch. Do you want to comment on what uh, Muzi was saying, um, Masudane? Um, KG, yes, I absolutely agree with Muzi in that uh, the constitution is... Uh, favorable towards companies than to the people and and, and and the mining community. So that is one of the challenges that we've also just identified as Sarah. And I mean, it's something that South Africa has in common with other African countries in that uh, most of the their mining codes and their, their, their legislation mining, uh, I mean, regarding the mining sector is more favorable towards mining companies than, um, than, uh, the, than with the, the communities that are affected by the the, the mining um, mining operations. Yeah, uh, Wellington wants to talk about the Lejolapuzo mining community, the issue of unemployment uh, and uh, development there. Wellington, we have a very limited time. I hope you can get to your point quickly. Wellington, are you there? Yeah, can you hear me? Uh, hardly. Are you there? Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you now. Okay. Um, uh, like I've already indicated, where do we come from? Um, you know what? Uh, from the person of Resource Watch, I think mining by itself seems to be too academic. The reason why am I saying that... Your radio set is on, Wellington. Let, let me move away from here. Can you hear me now? Yeah, but I mean, we have limited time and we need you to get to your point quickly. Switch off your radio and get to your point so that we can let our guests No, I, I did switch off the radio. Not that I was in the, the area where there was a little bit of noise. Sorry for that. Mm-hmm. I, I think what needs to happen in simple terms is that uh, if our people can be workshops on all the legislations that is coming in mind, uh, just to be straight to the point, that might be the very easiest thing that could make everything to be Thank you. Thank you. Do you want to comment on what uh, Masutano on what Wellington just said about workshopping uh, people in communities? Awareness is a very important uh, in, in in the mining. People are not aware of their rights and their mining obligations towards communities, and also what the government's um, responsibilities are when it comes to mining. So I think that he's raising a very important um, point that we. As Sarah, we agree with fully that there needs to be more and more community awareness, especially, uh, yeah, we, 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 I mean, what we've seen with the Koloveni community as well. I mean, that the, uh, uh, when, when the Koloveni issue was in the media and we've seen that um, the lack of community, I mean, awareness on community level is another one of the challenges that we are facing and it's something that as Sarah we try to do towards, um, I mean, um, projects such as the 
um, development financing and, 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 and development financing by the mining sector as well. So I, I, I definitely agree with that. What's the website for the Southern African Resource Watch? www.farw.org. Fantastic. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Katie. Thank you very much. Masudan Communications Officer at uh, the Southern African Resource Watch. Again, we have to...